is your NCAA bracket busted? What is the NFL world going to do without Gronk? And did Greg finally watch Game of Thrones this week on Top 5 for Fighting? Let's find out. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. Of course. And that's it! What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere to lead the pack. You both know this is completely fucked up, right? Yeah. Of course. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Episode number five, top five for fighting, and we are back. Of course, this is Mike, as always, and with me is Greg. Good afternoon, everybody. After Thursday afternoon. Thursday afternoon, yep. Opening day for Major League Baseball, unless you live in Japan. Yep, um, and didn't even know today was opening day, so that tells you how much I'm paying attention. Yeah, well, why would you pay attention? It's baseball. Uh, yeah. Don't worry, don't worry. You'll be able to catch <laughs> the opening games at midnight tonight. They'll still be going. Yeah, n- no problem. Yeah, perfect. Plus, you know. <laughs> and there's our baseball coverage for the week. Yep, and done. And done. Wrap that up. Um, so let's just start it off as we always do. What did you watch this week, movie-wise? Have you watched anything? I did. I did. I watched a few things we'll probably talk about later. Uh, I watched UHF with Weird Al Yankovic. What? Yeah, Susan and I were sitting on the sofa, and we're like, hey, what do you want to watch? We couldn't figure out anything to watch, so we put in UHF. Is that from the 80s? Yeah, yeah, it was like 89 or something. It was. It had Michael Richards in it before he was Kramer. Oh, that was right before the whole, oh, yeah, that yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, yeah. you know, it's Weird Al Yankovic. You, you like Weird Al or you don't like Weird Al? Does it um, hold up? Yeah, it holds up. Because does it? Yeah, it does, because it's, I mean, it's an 80s movie. It's no different than watching Naked Gun or something like that. The jokes are right along the same lines. Uh, there's a the section in it where he thinks that he's Rambo. I was I was pissing myself. It was really, Mi- I'd forgotten how funny it was. Minus the real-life murderer in the movie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. What was his name in that Naked Gun movie? OJ. Uh, what was his name though? Lumberg? L- Not L- Lumberg. Lumberg. Yeah, L- Lumberg. No, that was Office Space. What the hell was his name? I, I can't. Remember. I can't remember anyway. It was that long ago, but it was a funny movie. Um, anything else? Yeah, I watched a few things. We'll get to it. Okay. Relax. I watched <laughs> nothing. I didn't watch any movies this week, and for me, well, it's a Thursday, so that'll change this weekend, but. I've just been binging on Game of Thrones, but like you said, we'll, we'll, we'll get around to that big question. Maybe. Keep everyone in suspense for later. Yeah, maybe. Um, obviously, big week going on in sports. How's your bracket? My bracket's solid. I know you and I both entered into the Detroit Sports Podcast Listener Challenge, and for a while, you were number one. Yeah, I was. I was number one until the last two games uh, last uh, Sunday night, but that was because uh, the guy that ended up going ahead of me uh, in the last game, that was one of the ranked games I missed in the first round. I think I only missed three games in the first round. Uh, did pretty good, but I'm still in the driver's seat if my teams win because I'm the only person that high that has North Carolina winning it. Really? You're right, you're right behind me. I think you've only got in in that we're in the, the Detroit sports podcast bracket, so if you yep. guys are listening. But everybody really pretty much destroyed it. I don't think the bracket was that hard to pick. This Not a year. lot of upsets. Not uh, Only one that I can remember, and that was uh, Murray State. Yeah, it was um – the one that I picked. Ohio State, you fuckers. Yeah. 
again, just another reason to hate that cesspool of a school. Uh, yeah, I've got 12 of 16 alive in the Sweet 16. My final four is still alive, which is Duke, Michigan, of course, Tennessee, and North Carolina. Um, still going strong. So, yeah, I've still got 12 of 16, which I I, I'm happy I have, with. I think I have 13 to 16. But today, big day, I got Florida State beating Gonzaga, and I got uh, I got Michigan losing, and, and I got um, – Kiss I my got, ass. Yeah, I know. And I got Texas Tech taking out Tennessee, I think. Texas Tech plays Tennessee, I think. Yes. So th- there are some big games, and there's big games tonight. So the, the brackets are definitely going to uh, – we're going to see some big separation in the next two days. I, I figured uh, – you know what? I'm a Michigan fan, and they're a really good fo- their basketball team. Hopefully their football team is good too. Uh, I, I like their basketball team. they got a lot of talent. There's just something about Texas Tech when you're the best defensive team in the country. In a horrible conference. In a horrible conference, yeah. But they did play some outside opponents. We'll, we'll, I mean, we'll see. You know what? You're right. I, I look at a bracket, and I can't. you can't pick the favors. You, you, it's like when you do a football pool and you pick the winners each week. You can't just pick all the favorites because you'll never win. You've got, to, you've got to stretch somewhere. Well, that or be Duke and get the benefit of the doubt. And um, I'm here to tell you that. Now, here's two things on the Duke game and the finish. Everybody saw it. I'm sure everybody watched it. Duke should have lost that game. That final play, that guy charged twice with no calls. But here's the upside. We don't have to listen to UCF fans anymore. So that Well, if they'd have won that game, they'd have declared themselves national champions. They already had a banner getting printed. Yeah, I think with sure, with a sure. minute 30 left, I think they were printing a banner. I will I will say this about that game. That was one hell of a basketball game and that kid that plays for UCF. Holy crap. Seven foot four with an eight foot six wingspan, dear lord. But I'm I'm gonna say this. I have two words to describe that game. Prison rape. Uh it was not pretty because like I said, that that final charge two charges, the the, the final play we'll say, because obviously they weren't called, they weren't charges, whatever. It's Duke, the classic Duke in the tournament. Phenomenal team, legendary coach, blah blah blah. Everyone knows Duke is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. But that finish was bonkers our our producer who is my son uh jacob played, played jacob he played basketball when he was younger and we've had this discussion a lot and and he he's more of a basketball fan than he is a football fan so it's it's nice to have that we talk about it and he he defends the stuff in basketball and i see where he's coming from but to me basketball is so subjective you're right you know and he's like well this is the rule and i'm like yeah that that is the rule but i mean how long do his feet have to be down, you know, or, or his hands? It's it's really hard. And I, and I feel for those guys more than I feel for NFL officials because you have so much more happening. And and it's so easy to get blocked out, and when I say blocked out, to be able to not see that call because instead of 22 guys 50 yards wide, you've got 10 guys within like a four-yard space. It's got to be hard to see. But on the other hand, they've got to fix that. There's got to be some way to look at that, especially when you're talking about the last three seconds of a game and it's just a blatant, oh, yeah, we'll call that a charge. That's the biggest problem I have with basketball because it really comes down to officiating. Who's going to get the call? Who's going to not get calls? And the one foul that I've always hated basketball for is the fact that if the guy with the ball launches himself into another player while shooting, it's a foul on the defensive player. Yeah, I, I disagree with that as well. I, it yeah. makes zero sense to me. But it is what it is. But as Jacob would say – Nobody wants to watch a ten to five game. They, they they want they want the points to be scored. So I, I I get that. I see that. You know, football, NFL, college, it's the same thing. Let's make it harder on the defense. So yeah, that that's a conversation it, we can finish on another day. It's sports wide, but it yeah. is what it is. Duke survives. We've got um, I I think a great schedule of games for I think it's tonight and tomorrow. Like you said, there's some big games tonight. We'll big find out tonight. in. 
brackets are going to get destroyed in the next yeah, two, the sweet, in, in the, the next sweet two days. sixteen is where the is where the cream rises for it's sure for sure. In or in the you know, it's going to separate the men and the boys, of course. Yeah, but Penn State's out of it, so. Well, the, the, the yeah. and that's the only place where the men and the boys are one and the same. That's yeah. that's where I was. Yeah, going. Um, yeah, we went there. Yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how we do. All right. And then, of course, the other big news of the week, uh, Greg. You, of course, being a devout Patriots fan, uh, it was a rough week for you. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, a moment of silence, please. Uh, <laughs> Gronkzilla retired. He's gone. Or I, is he? But I we'll get to, to that. Today, I come today with with a heavy heart, on bended knee. Please, please, Gronk. No, you know we kind of expected it. If you're a true Patriot fan and you use your head and not your heart, you, or just you, a fan you, of health. Yeah, you had to you had to see this coming. He talked about it last year. I know that winning the Super Bowl this year, everybody's like, oh, he's not going to go out on top. Well, the guy's 29 years old. He's had the absolute dog piss kicked. 29. Out of him. Think about that. He's 29 years old. Yeah, 29 years old. He he talked before the Super Bowl about how hard it is to stay in shape and, and, and to prepare every week. The guy looked like this year at times he was carrying a wheelbarrow on his back. At 29. At 29. It, you know what? you gotta you got to take care of yourself. He's done just about anything a tight end could at this point. He doesn't hold all the records for career, but he's already established himself as one of the greats. He's got a crap ton of tight end records. Yeah, he does. He does. I mean, when you consider this, you have Tom Brady who is legitimately the GOAT. And I and I know people hate using that word, and he doesn't like to be called that. So we'll say one of the one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. The best. He's caught thirty something more touchdown passes than any other person has ever caught from Tom Brady, and he's a tight end. And I think they said on uh, the other day that he's he's got like eighty something percent of his yards uh, as a receiver. He's he's done because he's lined up in the slot or out wide as a tight end. That's right. That's impressive. There's. Of course, the big thing, you know, following on Twitter and looking at all the chatter and stuff like when it happened, of course, all the New England haters and all that stuff came out like, you know, he's gone, whatever. Um, the biggest debate was, you know, is he or is he not the greatest tight end of all time? And, you know, I just pulled up a few things. I mean, they, they got nine seasons. That's total seasons. That's not including his injury time. So if you really think about it, it's probably closer to eight seasons. Yeah, and he it, missed if you add it up. He missed half of one season and almost a full season for the other. So technically, he's only played like seven seasons. So if you, yeah, so if you even crack it down to that, and he's got, he was averaging seventy reception yards a game. Yeah. Um, the guy's played in sixteen playoff games. That's a full NFL season of of just playoff games. Um, it's it's gone to six know, Super Bowls. When you look at it, you know he's got three rings. He made five Pro Bowls. He was five not five times named an All-Pro. The debate as far as whether he's the best or not, and debates are just that. I mean, everyone's going to have their, you know, a lot of people were going, well, Tony Gonzalez, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, look, if you're just going to look at all the stats and stuff, that's great. But if, if you look at the way I look at it is you're going to play one game. You want a guy in the field that's going to change the game and wants to dominate. I take Gronk every time. Austin Safarian Jenkins. Oh, yeah, yeah, Gronk for yes, sure. Safari. Yeah, Gronk. Yeah. Well, uh, without a doubt, if you've got one game to play, and that's for everything, and you want a guy out there that you can rely on, look what he did in the Super Bowl. You know, everyone's, you know, myself included, was bored with the Super Bowl through three quarters. Who sing, Who changed that game? Triple coverage. Triple coverage at the end of the game. That's the other thing, and I'm glad you said that, because that is something that's bothered me about people talking about Gronk. Forget whether you like the Patriots or not, just look at it football-wise. If you know if you've coached, if you've played or anything like that, and you enjoy football as a sport, go back and look at Gronk's highlights. He's mugged on every single route that he runs. 
and it's never called. He's held. He's double teamed, sometimes triple teamed. The guy still puts up his yards. He's still going to get his catches. The guy's phenomenal. He can turn over. He can single-handedly take over a game, and that's why I think he is the greatest tight end to ever play the game. I, I, I've had a lot of people talk this week about Tony Gonzalez, and I'll give Tony Gonzalez his due. He was a great tight end. Amazing. I think the difference to me between Tony Gonzalez and Gronk is there's two main differences. Tony Gonzalez, number one, was the primary receiver on a, on a passing team. When he was with the Chiefs, the Chiefs were not good for most of the years that he was there. His, his twilight years when he was with Atlanta – he had a couple good seasons, but he showed up, and he didn't put the numbers up that he did in Kansas City. He was the number one receiver, and he's a fa- phenomenal first ballot Hall of Famer. Amazing Hall of Famer. But here's Nobody's thing, disputing that. Here's the thing that nobody wants to talk about, Gronk. This year, when Josh Gordon got suspended, the Patriots found themselves essentially deep threatless. They had nobody to stretch the field. They, had to, they, you know, they were platooning, they were platooning uh, Philip Dorsett and Chris Hogan, and, and none of those guys really did anything that was spectacular. They went at one point this year where they were down to their third string running back, and their starting running back against the Green Bay Packers was Cordarrelle Patterson, a wide receiver. They switched their offense from that short dink and dunk game to the 21 personnel, I think they call it, which is basically it's a we're going to smash it in your face. Rob Gronkowski was successful on 98.6 of his blocks this year as a tight end. As a tight end. That means that there was only 1.4% of the time that he did not put his man where he was supposed to. And every play he had to be accounted for by a tight end or a linebacker or a safety. If not both. If not both, because he could break it open. That's what makes him head and shoulders above the rest. You can't tell me there's another tight end out there that everybody goes, he can do it all. It's he's a passing tight end or he's a blocking tight end. Right. I've seen this guy run over linebackers. That game on Sunday night several years ago where they had the unknown running back come in against Indianapolis and he ran for four touchdowns. Right. You just saw Gronk bowling people over. That's why he most likely could could be qualified as the greatest ever. It, should he be called the GOAT? Eh, maybe not. He had, he had an amazing career. His agent says he his retirement should be written in pencil. For selfish reasons, I want him to come back. But Gronk, if you ever hear this, Jason Witten. Thanks, man. I have loved watching you. I got your jersey. Best of luck to you. Probably see you at WrestleMania next year. Yeah, good call on that. <laughs> it's I, I don't know the just the fact that you're wor- you're having a debate on whether he's the greatest of all time is really it really what sets him apart from everyone else because he like you said. If you add up his actual playing time, let's just figure seven and a half seasons. He's an automatic Hall of Famer, and he was able to do that in seven and a half seasons worth of playing time with the stats that he got. That's nothing short of amazing. Now, yes, you could argue Gonzalez. You could even argue Antonio Gates, who was like, what, 85 and still playing in the NFL? He turns 85 this year. I mean, I th- I think he was in a game the day I was born. I, I don't know. The, the guy's been around Are forever. Are you you're 85? He's, maybe. <laughs> you look it. Maybe. Handsome 85. Mm. Um, That's baby making music right there. <laughs> he's just, he's incredible. And, you know, he's being mentioned across, you know, with the names of the greatest tight ends to ever play the game, Gates, yeah. Gonzalez. In, in eight years, yeah. Eric Ebron, just yep. kidding. Right? Oh, give, oh he's going he's gonna, to no. – uh, Yeah, ask anybody in Detroit he, he who will, Eric Ebron uh, is. All of you Detroit fans, he will decline this year because he will not be the number two option in that passing he offense. Watch. sucks. But you know what? Um, this completely changes the Patriots' offense. It, it's, it's, it's very, very different now 
they are going to have to do something in the draft or trade to to replace him because I don't think they have anybody else on the roster. Uh, even um, the guy Allen, Allen's gone. They let Allen walk. They targeted Dwayne, uh, Jared Cook from Oakland, and they didn't get him. Right, um, which is odd. Which is well, money. Jared Cook was probably about the money. He got offered. He got offered more money to play. I think he's with the Saints now. So Jared yeah. Cook wanted money. He didn't want a ring. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did go to the Saints. So legitimately, he's well, got a shot at a ring. You know. Sorry. N- not if that game's being officiated. Yeah. They don't. Well, yeah. That's that's a good point too. But you so know, that's that's been fixed as well. Apparently. Let's say this. You. I'll ask you this. Big time Patriots fan, with Gronk leaving, is this the beginning of the eventual end of this dynasty? In your humble opinion, uh, well, uh, the beginning of the end of the dynasty has already started because Tom's getting older. The the that dynasty to me will probably they will still be competitive. I think as long as Belichick stays, if they get the right pivot man back there, um, there are three really good tight ends available in this draft this year. And I have a second question for you when you're done. Go uh, ahead. The two boys from Iowa and and then Irv Smith from from Alabama could both probably step in and be competitive. I don't know that Gronk is the piece that hurts them. I think Josh Gordon is the piece that hurts them more. They've got to replace – they've got to get a number one wide receiver. Even though Edelman is a number one, it's hard to win when your number one's a slot man. Does Gordon come back next year? <laughs> Everything I've read says he's talking to the NFL and, and, and blah, 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 blah. How many fucking years are we going to sit around waiting on Josh Gordon? I'm. He, I, I, I he, choose not to. I he mean, literally. He literally evaded the tales that the Patriots put out to help him stay clean. Right. To get his suspension. At this point, I understand that you've got to give guys a chance. At this point, I you got to stop worrying about Josh Gordon. You got to go get somebody that's going to be there. Somebody that wants to play football right. because he obviously does not want to play football. All right. So here's my last Patriots question. Because I'm obviously the majority of people hate the Patriots. Whatever. Good on you. Good on so, you. So, with the Patriots where they are at right now, should Jimmy Garoppolo have stayed with the Patriots, knowing that within a couple years, it's more than likely, if not sooner, that's his team? Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't given that choice. You don't think so? No, Jimmy. J- uh, all the words, uh, all the stuff that I read was that the Jimmy Garoppolo trade happened, and. Um, Belichick was not the, the, there was a lot of there was a lot of sh- there was a shitstorm caused because of that. Okay, there was a lot of people that didn't agree. I think what they knew is they had to get something for Jimmy G now because remember uh, last year he was on his final year of his rookie contract right. and they were going to have to pay him. So that was about salary cap. I think I, I don't think it. You know, I, I my personal opinion is there's some rumors out there they're going to go after Josh Rosen. Because uh, apparently the the Cardinals looks like they're gonna they're gonna take Kyler Murray, I don't know. J- Jimmy G was was solid there, but let's face it, there will not be another Tom Brady until be, we see Tom Brady. That would be such a cardinal move to take Kyler Murray, right? <laughs> right? Right? Listen, sure. we picked we we traded up last year to pick a number one uh, quarterback. Let's go ahead and trade him away so we can use our number one pick this year on a defensive no. line. Oh no, no quarterback. Oh, yeah, another gotcha, quarterback. Gotcha. Perfect. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right, so that'll. Uh, that's our NFL coverage for the week. So now we're going to take that's wh- our sports coverage for the yeah, week. How that, about that? that All that's you guys that don't like sports, congratulations, you beat us down and you you made it through. So we're going <laughs> to we're going to take our fake break and then when we come back, we got some more fun and games and we'll go from there. I like it. Be right back. All right, we're back. 
That was some badass pizza. So fast. Right? It so wasn't quick. a fake break. It was a real break. It was a we real had break. Real pizza. We had a real man's meal, pizza. We um we got a couple things we're gonna talk about here in the second break. The meat of the show. The meat of the show. The reason people tune in, right? I think so. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, so the question on everybody's mind, including mine, I've been at this this has now been a, a month long fight. Greg Bishop. Have you or have you not started watching Game of Thrones? Go. I have started watching Game of Thrones. You have? I have. Okay. So now question number two. How far are you? Uh, I just finished the first season. I watched. I watched. I started on Sunday and finished season one Tuesday night. Welcome to the 90% of the country that now watches Game of Thrones. Yeah. Fantastic job. So what are your thoughts? Where, where, where you're at? You season, wanna, you're at season one. Yeah, you want to go down this rabbit hole? I mean, that's that's why you bought all this equipment. Okay. <laughs> La- ladies and gentlemen, get ready. Scene one. Because here we go. Season one. Thoughts. Go. Okay. I am going to start off by qualifying myself as a huge Dungeons & Dragons geek. Which is why I begged I, you to watch this I show. I played Dungeons & Dragons in high school with my friends. That is legitimately all I wanted to do in high school. I wanted. To, I had a, a, a group that I played with as an adult that kind of fell apart that I enjoyed. I love fantasy sci-fi. I love it. And I'm going to agree that Game of Thrones is pretty solid. Now, but keep I'm in also, mind, you're only in season one. I, I understand that I'm only in season one. I get that. But here, here is where I'm going to probably piss some people off nope because what i'm going to do is i'm going to compare this to what the majority of our 10 listeners can (laughs) relate this to all 10 of them you have just taken the first bite of a 45 ounce steak i got you i I understand that i got that the season one of game of thrones could have been three episodes long false but okay it could have been three episodes long there was too much bs that we didn't need to see or, or do, n- n- number, number one. I understand why they did it, because they want to drag it out, just like The Walking Dead did, which is why I quit watching The Walking Dead. You had two episodes worth of stuff over 25 episodes. It was just too, it's just too slow. There was a lot of setup in this. I get it. You never get to tell me again how fucking slow The Godfather is, because Game of Thrones is The Godfather setup squared cubed maybe even to the fifth power there is a ass load of setup for about 25 minutes worth of action in the first season of game of thrones having said that when i saw the dragons on daenerys's shoulder i was like okay i'm ready to watch season two spoilers if listen if you have you you and spoilers agree for something that's eight years old because i've been begging (laughs) you for this long so yes look look it was it's I, i enjoyed it i enjoyed it i watched it i caught myself thinking about it the next day it's very well done. I, I, I've i said it before. I'm the type of guy that if you give me a world and you tell me the rules, if you stay within that rules, those rules, I'm fine with it. There are a couple rules that I'm not going to say anything about that I want to see how they address them because otherwise I'm going to throw the bullshit flag. I won't say a word, but what are your rules? Go, go ahead and tell okay. me. And I won't say yay ye or nay. One of the rules is that the seasons in this world are years long. Correct. So like the winter is like nine years long. I, I will say that you're on the right track. Yes. Okay, they would have fucking starved to death because it back then with the scientific science knowledge they had, they never would have been able to feed themselves for a nine year long winter. Just stay with the show. That's okay. all I'm going to say. Number number two, 
you can't fucking train a raven to just fly somewhere when you put something on its leg. Please, please, come on. Can we? I, I'm kidding. It's 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 fantasy. Okay, I was I'm okay. I'm okay was, with the dragons, but fuck that raven bullshit. I was just gonna light you up. <laughs> <laughs> so good save on your part. So no, yes, it, I'm glad you like it. The acting is really good. It's and again, you haven't even. Sc- y- yeah. y- you're on the tip of the iceberg, buddy. Um, I am so looking forward to watch Joffrey bite it. And I and I and I know a few things that happen. It, it's eight years old. There's no way that I could have possibly. Right. I never went down the dragons. I know some things that are going to happen. Um, I I will say this. There's probably not a man on the planet who likes boobs as much as I do. There's really way too many boobs in this that we don't. I don't need to see the sex can all I th- the time. Can I throw the challenge flag? Throw the challenge flag. Okay, thrown. Okay, go ahead. Um, th- all I'll say is the one thing that this show does an amazing job of. And Nick, if you're listening, you're totally agreeing with me. This show makes you love your heroes and freaking despise the villains. Yeah, but most shows do make you love your Not heroes. Like That's this. why you watch it. Not like this. Th- this show takes it to a whole different level. And there's some stuff that I wish I could tell you because you're going to see major shifts with certain characters if th- you throughout the series that you're not going to expect. And that's why I'm not going to say anything more because it's that good. Like, I don't want to ruin anything. I got it. But if you think that I love Ned Stark one-tenth as much as I love Sonny Crockett, you're out of your damn mind, son. Just come on. <laughs> Different world. No, I know it's it's. You know what? It's good. I see what all the I see what all the rage is about. I really do. Yeah. Um. Just wait. Yeah. Just wait. And I I don't I I'm 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 looking forward to watching the rest of it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it all done before the new season comes out. I'm going to try. Um. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. If they do to me what The Walking Dead did to me, they don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna just, stop. Th- listen, I've been a big apologist for The Walking Dead for seasons and seasons. But I can also be the first one to admit that, yes, it got slow. It got dragged out. It got to be seven episodes just to walk through and set you up for a, a mid-season or a season finale. I get it. I agree with it. Blah, blah, that stops season there. Season three and four of The Walking Dead could have been two weeks. Well, here you go. The seasons of Game of Thrones are ten episodes. Right. And when it goes through those ten episodes, it's like every episode is almost like a mid-season finale where something happens where you're. it always has that holy shit moment. Yeah. like. Or not necessarily a holy shit moment, but a moment in that episode where you're like, whoa, like, okay, that's big. Like, they drop so many little seeds along the series that it just, you can't stop watching. And that's one of those, I put this as the greatest TV show to ever be on TV. Cable or networks. I'm as I'm far not, as I'm not going to say anything yet because I you've I, got a ways to go before you can two say that. I have that, that are tied. A lot of people will tell me that I'm an asshole for saying one of them is, but the other one is widely regarded as. I th- this show is. But th- see, to be honest with you, you can't say that because it's it's not TV. It's HBO. I it's I watch it on a TV. <laughs> so piss off, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so you like it? You're in. Yeah, I'm going to keep going. Okay. I'm going to keep going. I'm, I'm going to. I'm. I. Yeah, you are. It's. It, it's it's a fun watch. It is a right. fun watch, and you're right. You do legitimately hate some of the people you're watching. I will say, it's a tad bit predictable. It 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 just it, it might change. If you're it listening right change. now and you've watched Game of Thrones, I know you're laughing your ass off right now to say it's predictable because just wait, you'll you'll see. Well, it's predictable because I know all the spoilers. Well, I'm, I'm kidding. That's, I'm kidding. That's shitty. <laughs> all right. So just to segue into that, we'll go from the Game of Thrones to the Game of Greg. 
All right. Uh, last week, if you listened to our episode, you heard Mike had a couple of little little games for me, and we kind of enjoyed that. Uh, we want to hear if you guys liked it too. Uh, what we're thinking about doing is we're probably going to do a game, a, a two or three minute game each week, just a couple questions, and we're going to keep a score. We're going to have a total of five maximum points that we can each get each week. Play along at home. Play in along the car. at home, absolutely. And um, what we're going to do is we're going to keep score for a quarter, so three months. And at the end of that quarter, one of us will get to determine ourselves a champion. We're not going to make it easy. Today's is pretty hard, I think. And it was something that I was thinking about. So this is, this is what my game is today. Last week, he family feuded me. If you listen to our Marvel episode, you heard Mike and Richard talk about how they felt Tony Stark was perfectly cast as, as Rob, by Robert Downey Jr., that Marvel Universe could not have done anything any better. And I think that Tony Stark is perfectly played by Robert Downey Jr. I'm not going to argue that. But what I am going to say is I'm going to say that Marvel took a huge swing and a huge gamble when they picked Robert Downey Jr. Everybody's like, he's this fantastic actor, huge actor, massive actor. So here we go, Mike. We're going to see if you can prove it. Wow. I'm going to give you Tony Stark, Mr. Robert Downey Jr., and I want you to name five movies, any five movies that he was in before Iron Man. So to give you a reference, Iron Man came out May 2nd of 2008. So anything that he was in after that, you can't use. It does not count. Now, to put it in perspective, in on fairness, IMDb, I don't know of anything he's done since Iron Man. I, <laughs> uh, 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 before Iron Man or since Iron Man? No, since Iron Man. Like, that's all he is to me. Gotcha. Us. He has 93 acting credits on IMDb. Now, I will go ahead and say one of his credits is a TV show. And he was on that TV show for 23 episodes. I'm giving you that hint. You still won't get it because I had no idea he was on it because I didn't watch You're it. You're probably right. So, five movies, you get three strikes. Shit, that's tough. Yeah. Um. All right, so we'll go with the obvious one, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That is correct. Um, I, I don't remember the title, but I saw the movie. It was where him and Zach Galifianakis were in a car going across the country. But I cannot remember the name. Due but date. I, I, due date. 2010. He, he had to get home for the birth of his kid. Yeah, I, Two, I remember 2010. that. Um, I think it was 2010. Yep, 2010. Less than zero. Yep, there's two. Um... Let's see. Weird Science. Wow, nice pull. Three. I, I'm no amateur here. Um, that's four. No, you've got, you've got three correct. I, you missed one. You I missed one? Yeah, due date was 2010. Due date was after Iron Man. Oh, that's horseshit. <laughs> um, How many times do I have to say after Iron Man? <laughs> apparently one more time. Apparently one more. Um, shit, I'm tapped out at three. I, I'm literally trying to think of anything that he was in younger, and I I can't think of anything else. And I know that when you name some of them, I'm going to know them. I know Richard knows them. I was, I was able to come up with two. Two? Yes. So I did two. better than you. You, you did. Uh, By the one, one. The one that I had was um, Gothica. Never saw it. Holly it's, Berry? Yeah, it's 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 acceptable. I know who's in it, but yeah, I never saw it's it. It's acceptable. Go figure. Um the other one was um I, less than zero. Yep. I did not know he was in Weird Science. And it, it's been a while since I watched Weird Science. He was Science one of the two dickhead teenagers. He was in twenty five episodes of Ally McBeal. 
Oh, see, Amy would have knew that. She loved that show. He was in The Wonder Boys. He was in Bowfinger. Uh, other than that, guys, just look him up at home. I'm not gonna. Go. He was in Natural Born Killers, which I w- only movie to this date I've ever walked out on. And there was one uh, Natural Born Killers. Yes, walked yeah, out. I've, I've never seen it. Twenty minutes in, yeah. twenty a half yeah. an hour in. Um, we looked at each other. We're like, let's go. One of the bigger movies that he would probably be known for was Air America. Shit. Yeah, he was Mel in Air Gibson. America with Mel Gibson. Yep. Yep. And he was in Soap Dish, which was pretty popular. And and uh, the person that I was talking to about this, sh- uh, she got Chaplin. She was able to throw Chaplin in there. Chaplin. That's a good call. Guys, go look at his IMDb. And, and the point that I'm making with this is, so you got three points. You got three points. And congratulations. Three. Well hey, done. Thanks, well man. Well done. So three out of five. Those are Hall of Fame numbers. Yep. This. Yeah. You, <laughs> if you if you bat that in the major leagues, you're going to make eighty million a year. You're going to the Hall. So the point that I wanted to make with that was. Everybody talks about how he is the Marvel Universe, and he's Tony Stark, and he is. He's, he's the one that everybody identifies with. And, you know, well, we got all these other new actors to play these other guys. You essentially had a guy that was established in the industry but was also on his second strike coming in because of all his drug issues and right. time in jail and stuff like that. This guy was not in 30 blockbusters before they made him Iron Man. When they gambled on Tony Stark with Robert Downey Jr., they gambled, and, and they hit a straight-up – Grand Slam. Yeah, absolutely. And it was uh, a, a big gamble for Marvel, but a career home run for him. Yeah. But I'm still going to disagree and say, to me, Steve Rogers is the Avengers cap. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to argue without that. Without a doubt. It, uh, he's your favorite, and I get that. Yep. But, you know, and, and that was something that I talked about, too, was Chris Evans was kind of an unknown coming into this. He had his, he had his small roles. Yeah, he was a human torch in the first two. Right. Um, you know, but, I mean – just like on our our website a couple weeks ago, you know, Marvel giving human torches a second you chance see at a, acting since 2011. You want to see a great movie that Steve or that Steve, I call him Steve. Chris Evans was in that is a DC movie, The Losers, with yes. Jeffrey Dean Morgan that I, um, I, haven't, I haven't seen it, but I heard it was good. It's a military type movie, but it's a DC comic. It's called The Losers and he's in it and he plays their um kind of like their face from the A team. Gotcha. Where he just gets whatever they need, and Takes, like they're the, he's off? like their he tech guy. A couple times. Sweet. Um, it's a phenomenal movie, and he's in it, <laughs> and he's hilarious. Um, that a lot of people, there, you say the losers, like what? I, I tell you something. If you guys like, if you guys like um, Chris Evans, uh, I, there's a podcast that I listen to a lot called Douglas Movies, and he, if <laughs> most of you who are listening to us probably have listened to this before, there is an episode of Douglas Movies where he is on it with Leonard Malton and somebody else, and he's. He's he's three sheets to the wind. I know he's exactly feeling what pretty good. It is absolutely hysterica, hysterical. You 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 can look it up. It just it's it's worth it's worth it. It's Isn't worth it to listen to. He says name it bitch. To Leonard t- he Malton. tells Leonard and Malton name it bitch. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty funny. He takes I think he takes two pee breaks in an hour in an hour long podcast. <laughs> yeah, he was a, he was a little gone, which was hilarious. They just made it that much funnier. But that is a fun movie game based web. Um, podcast that we listen to weekly, ev- yeah. every week. So. And if you're not if you're not familiar with it, you can actually go to um, I think our Facebook page has the links set up because we got a yep. couple of our, our, our stuff out there. So, so let's get right, to so while we're congratulations, here. Congratulations! Yeah. Why are we here? Uh, I'm winning. Uh, let's talk about video games. I like video games. I mean, they're fun. Yeah, we're you know I'm in my 40s, but you know mentally I'm still in my, like my late teens, maybe 20. Around there, so yeah, I mean, my, wi- my wife says I'm a gentle giant upstairs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, at school, my daughter calls me the man child. Mm. 
But mm. the best compliment I've ever had is my daughter saying that her friends at school, because they know now that I have a Deadpool costume, how's your cool ass dad doing? That that's the best compliment any dad could get from their daughter's friends. I'm, I think you right? need to. I can think you be you called need, anything better? Like, I, no, you can't. How's I think your you cool need to ass dad? So we can put that up on the on the Facebook page. What yeah, do you say? I'll, I'll I'll see what I can do. All right. Um, so yeah, video games. We've all had them. We've all played them. Uh, what was the first video game you remember playing? Uh, video game or home console? Uh, anything. Space Invaders. Arcade? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Space Invaders is the one that blew it up. Well, I mean, we all, we, the, us older guys, th- that's where it all started was in the arcade. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was the sure. home systems. Uh, Space Invaders was the one I remember, uh, the one I remember kind of everybody going, oh, holy shit, we've got to go play this. Um, you, it was a, it was mid-70s-ish, I think it might have been late 70s, somewhere in there. Late I was, 70s. I was five or six. I was born in 72. I was still a little guy. Yep, 73. Um, um, ironically, I remember my dad taking me to the, our only arcades we had down here were Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, it was the um, same up north. They had a Showbiz Pizza Place. Huge. It was called Showbiz Pizza Place, but it was the same principle, but they had, you know, a bunch of these video games. But I remember Space Invaders coming out and it just being, it was, it was, it was, World changing. It was un- it was amazing. What about you? What's your first? Um, God, really thinking back to it, I remember the game that really I played the most that I could not wait to get into an arcade or a Chuck E. Cheese to play, and that was Defender. Yeah, Defender was Defender was a good one. Zoom down and pick up the little people, yeah. and then drop them off and rescue yeah. them, and yeah. going back and forth, and yeah. um, you know, you look at it now, it's like compared to what we have now these days, and we'll, we'll get into that with our top five list, but. Defender was huge, uh, Centipede, Missile Command, um, and then, of Tempest. course... I always liked Tempest. Tempest was fun with the dial. Yep. I think that was the first game with the dial. That and Missile Command had the little Missile round Command dial. Missile Command had the ball. That's right. But but still, it was... The, but yeah, the, the Centipede yeah. ball. Tron Tron was another one of the first ones that had the, the, the little dial, too. That, yep. was, that was a fun one. That was a big one. And when that came out, it was the first one that really crossed over to something mainstream, like a movie. And then that magical day hit. When the Atari Twenty Six Hundred came out, that was the start of it all. It was. Really. I mean, w- when you got that thing, and you look at the games that that had on it, Pong. Um, I don't know if you remembered or ever played it, but it was called Adventure. Oh hell yeah! The you one were with the, the seahorse, the dragon that looked like a seahorse. You were a square. You were a square, and your yeah. sword was an arrow. Yeah. The most dumbed down, bland graphics ever. Hours. But I played that thing for literally Hours. afternoons. Yes. Beating the game, and and if you've ever watched Ready Player One, that game is a feature Easter egg story part of the movie, which when I saw that movie for the first time and they said adventure, I'm like, no freaking way. I thought yeah. I was the only person in the world that knew that game, much less played it. And for those of you that are our age, you guys get this, unless you don't play video games. Uh, for the younger guys out there, we're talking about a video game system that we brought home in the early 80s early that 80s. the cartridges to play were 40 bucks. You had to buy them were 40 bucks. So it's what you pay now. Now, these cartridges in $40 in 1980 was a freaking week's pay for some people. A lot. Legitimately. Yep. And they had four colors. I think, I think that's called – Douglas, you're probably going to correct me. I think that was called VGA. Old. Because there was four, <laughs> eight, then 16. Yeah, old, 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 old ass graphics. OA graphics. Yeah, that's old what they call ass OG. graphics. Oh, shit, OG graphics. We just uh, t- trademark it, yeah. stamp it. Um, and, and we played the shit out of that. Now, the, my favorite game on the Atari 2600 was Circus Atari, which was legitimately, um, it was Breakout, 
where you got the little pong and you're breaking the tiles. Right. But it was a seesaw, and you had two little clowns. Oh, shit. I remember. So you're popping balloons. It. Yeah, popping the balloons. Yep. And when you would miss, that son of a bitch would land upside down and go. And his legs would twitch. twitch. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, my, my father used to play that game and laugh so hard. Just to watch the clown crash. Uh, we, you do it you on purpose. Just to watch the legs twitch. That <laughs> <laughs> was great. So, yeah, video games are obviously they are what they are now. And, it, you know, looking back to the way they were and what we played when we were kids growing up. I mean, literally growing up from that point forward, I don't know about you, but I always had a game system. I was lucky enough to where mm -hmm. I grandparents were just freaking amazing because Christmases when the new thing came out, they always made sure that I had it, and it was awesome. And then it went from the Atari 2600, and if I'm not mistaken, the next giant leap was Nintendo. Then Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES. The NES, were those cartridges. Now, what for you younger guys. to your life? Sorry to cut you off. What did that do to your life when you finally got to bring a Nintendo Entertainment System home? That's when I first turned into a technical wizard, and I could fix a game by blowing in the cartridge. <laughs> and then damned if it didn't work every single time. Every freaking time. The Christmas that I got the Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES, which they call it, the first game that I got was Double Dribble. Oh my and God, I played that game. game. It was awful, but so much it was so much fun. And when you dropped a three, and it played that bomb-dropping noise, and you hit it, Beow. and it was awesome. Um, you know, then and that's almost exactly what it sounded like because the sound was sound just for sound, match it up, and it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, growing up, I've had just about every system that's ever come out, uh, with the exception, I think, the Atari Jaguar, which was out for like a month. Not many people had that. That was that was a super short lived. Fail. Um, my favorite game, um, on the NES, I can't talk about. Yeah, because we'll get there. Yeah. Um, um, what's your favorite system that's ever been out and available? And and and, and guys, when we talk about this, you got You got to keep in mind. That's like saying, you know, what's your favorite steak steak or whatever, because they were all great in and of themselves. Awesome. A lot of but steak references. Yeah. Which one which one did you find that you enjoyed the most? It's tough to say. Uh, it really is, because I think every console came out with that one signature game that everybody had um, with Nintendo with NES. It was Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. When Super Mario Brothers, the original Super Mario Brothers came out. The, do you remember what the biggest thing on that game was? Wh when people found out you could do it, what everybody talked about and everyone tried to do? No, I don't. It was the secret where you're going up the little half mountain to, to the flag where you caught a turtle at the very thing, and you jumped on it, and you get 99 lives. Yeah, it was that's right. The, the, the first part of like glitches that happen in video games. But NES was Super Mario Brothers. Um, another one that was a lot was baseball. It was yeah. just a generic baseball game. Um and then, well, I, I'll get to that later in my list because I, I have one as well. But, yeah, I, it, it was it was an amazing system, and it, and it just got – every system that came out, like, oh, my God, how could it get any better? And, and damned if it didn't. The system that I played the most was the Nintendo Entertainment System, and the biggest reason for that is because I'm 11 years older than my little brother. And uh, we got that when I was a junior in high school. Mm -hmm. So he was like – six or five or six and it was the first real video game system that he was a part of and we used to play together all the time right the system that i always liked the best was the sega dreamcast that that system pound for pound was one of the best most powerful 
cleanest, best graphics, best game systems I've ever played. Amazing football. Uh, the, the the NFL 2K? Yes. Uh, that was incredible. And um, I was actually putting myself through uh, aviation school at the time, and I had a part-time job at night because I had a wife and a kid, at uh, software, et cetera. And I mean, what, how much better does it get than that, right? And I used to get to play all these games and everything, and was I was worked there when the Sega Dreamcast came out. Wasn't that the system that the controller had a little display screen in the middle of it? Or you would insert something into the controller? Yes, yes. Okay. That was I where remember the memory card went. That was where the okay. memory card went. Yep. Um, the fact that Sega did the injustice that they did to the Dreamcast and just shit all over its, right. its customers, that game, that, that system was – I had a friend of mine, uh, hopefully you're listening, Jay, that he worked at the Warner Brothers store down the mall. When we would close at night, we would literally leave – we would be done at 9.15, closing, and we didn't go home till 11. Because we were, we were in there playing the Sega Dreamcast. That's amazing. So, I mean, video games are huge. It's a big part of the world now. I mean, you know, you hear people shit on, well, you don't play video games. I'm I'm not a kid. Well, you know what? Sorry. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'm 46 years old now, but I'll be damned if I'm going to stop doing stuff that I enjoyed when I was younger because it's fun. I put video games right in the same categories. I put cartoons. It's, I'm not oh, yeah. too old to watch cartoons. If I want to watch it and I enjoy it, I will. I will take Bugs Bunny over just about anything you got on TV right now. I'm definitely going to grow old, but I'm never going to grow up. There you because go. Because I'm a it, Toys R Us kid. Oh, wait, you can't say that anymore. Yeah, they're, they're, they they growed out. Jeffrey's coming back. Trust yeah, me. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. And that, that was one of the reasons we picked this topic this week for our top five list because, you know, video games are huge. It's a monstrous business. Um, you know, EA Sports with all the ups and downs and a lot of major downs that they've had. Um, it's a big deal. And it's a billion-dollar industry. And Obviously, there's still a market for it, and if you play online, there's a lot of older guys like us playing, and we'll, we'll get to that in our list, too. So, do you want to just jump into our top five list? I think we should just jump into our top five list. I think I started last week, so I'm going to let you go first. All right, cool. Okay, uh, my number five, and i, I got to preface this real quick by saying the one thing that has happened to video games now that I don't like a lot is video games now are really more online-based because you want that multiplayer format than they used to be. We used to buy uh, a game, and your solo play through it was dozens of hours. I, I've play, I played some games on some systems that literally took me months to beat. And now the solo gameplay, I, I know that I think Jacob bought that last Spider-Man game out, and he beat it in like six hours. That's... Oh, oh, excuse me. I'm, I'm being. Uh, oh, hours? we we have a correction. Oh, thirty hours. Okay, my bad. Thirty corrections hours. Corrections and omissions department. All right. So, uh, yeah, the corrections department is correcting me. I will now shut the fuck up. Wow. I think I think the solo play on games now is a little too short because I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't play video games enough to be super good at them. So when I go online, it's like Duke playing UCF. There's 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 some raping going on. I'm gonna get killed. Well, there's, I mean, not to get off topic here, but there's a game coming out, a survival game called Days Gone where you are going to get your fill of single-player. Uh, cool. They said, I, if I'm not mistaken, Jacob, you might know, like 30 hours to beat it, um, to, to, to play the game. It, it's a lengthy solo survival game, kind of like if you cross uh, The Walking Dead with, it's not zombies, but it's something. Like um, the something like The Last of Us or something if, like if that? If you combine like The Last of Us and The Walking Dead, like th that's the kind of game that you're going to get where you're by yourself and you have a dog. I think you have a dog and a motorcycle, and it's it's a survival game. Oh, I'm Legend. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> think the dog dies. But good. Spoilers. <laughs> okay. Um, 
All right. Okay, so, so my number five is The Legend of Zelda on the Nintendo Entertainment System. That was the first Legend of wow. Zelda ever came out. It's a good one. That game was an, uh, it was it was groundbreaking. It was the first time that you had a game where you got to be an RPG type feel. Um, that was that had those graphics. I mean, there are there are the Zorks and the Barge Tales and all that stuff from the old computer days. And I know that my buddy Douglas is going to have a field day with this one because he's actually a, a programmer and he knows this stuff backwards and forwards. He, right. He, you know, but that was the one that you played for hours on end. Because not only did you have to play, you had to fight, but you had to find, and it was just, it, it was it was incredible. I think I played that game for about four months before I finally beat it. Not only that, everyone was talking about it. Everyone was talking about it. It was. Did you find such and such? Yeah, did it, you beat it yet? Did, it was did, the shiz. Did you beat and there this was, level? There was no Google. Where do I find the golden sword? You had to find that shit. Or you had to have buddies that did it. Yeah, for sure. So they could help you. Yeah. Um, that Good game pull. to me, when it came out, and I I got to play my I got my hands on it the first time, I was. I was just awestruck. What system was that on? That was on the NES, the Nintendo that Entertainment was, okay. System. That's right. I remember playing one. it. I think I played the first one, but I, I didn't get uh, I didn't get hooked on it like everyone else did with all the other versions that came out. Um, but yeah, I did I did play it. That's a good pull. So my number five was also not also, but it was a Nintendo game on the Super Nintendo. That was a great system, by the way. We Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Mario Kart. If if there's a person alive that has not played Mario Kart, I'd love to meet him. Maybe not. Yeah. Mario Kart was I would, I would that pr- game. I would promise. The, I would promise. Yeah. Probably, yeah <laughs> okay, Milton. Yep. <laughs> um, Mario Kart, when I was in college, my freshman, sophomore year, uh, had come out on the N64. It had come out again with a, you know an updated version of it. But Mario Kart in general – when four guys could race against each other or pop those balloons and it turned into a blood fest, uh, Mario Kart was crazy. It, it was just insane because... And it still is. Not only that, and you're right, it still is. Like, I, I, you know, a few years ago we got rid of the Wii. I wish I wouldn't have. I wish I'd have kept it specifically for Mario Kart because that game is that much fun. Um, I don't care how old you are. You can play that with little kids. It doesn't matter. That's just one of those games that don't care what age you are. It's a fun game. Mario Kart just missed my list, but my Mario Kart was going to be the one for the Wii because that steering wheel that you could get that you were driving with, how it'll, much how much change your life. Right? I get to play a game with a steering wheel, yeah, and that, I don't have to have it connected? That actually listens to what you do. I had on the Xbox, I had the steering wheel for the Xbox, the original Xbox. That thing was just a 30-pound paperweight. It was a piece of crap. The most brilliant piece of technology on the Wii was the wrist strap. To keep you from throwing that goddamn controller well, through was, your TV. It was the one that insurance companies liked the most. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's a good pull. So yeah, that is that is the, the Mario Kart was that was you know it for a game to be around as long as it's been because the Super Nintendo was the early nineties. It was like ninety one ninety two when that released. When I was in college, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's when we had it. So yeah, my number five Mario Kart. Back to you, sir. My number four is Wii Bowling. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't argue. I can't. I, I, how many hours did you and your family bowl on um, the Wii Bowling? There was times where just on a Friday or Saturday night with nothing to do, it turned into a drinking game. Of course. With the wife and I would sit there and just bowl and drink and just bowl more. And I twice bowled a two ninety nine in that game. Mm. And I'm going to tell you, I wish that – I'm glad that wrist strap was there because when that last pin didn't fall, that some bitch was going out the window. 
Well, at least you were an adult about it. At least I was a grown up about it. Yeah. I I, I can't I can't talk about it anymore. Really. Thank you, Ristrap. It's just, it was to me the perfect port of a fun game that was one hundred percent family friendly, and and it and it nailed it. You could spin. You could not spin. You could pull left. You could pull right. It was it was great. Throw some freaking English on it. Absolutely, you could do that hook. Absolutely, you could, and that yep. was that to me was just fantastic. All right, number four for me. Again, sticking with the theme of college, a lot of, a lot of good things happen in college. Um, it came out before then on the NES, Super Tech Mobile. Now I had to make an exception on this number four with Super Tech Mobile because I had to tie in NCAA football with that. Because I don't think two football games go hand in hand with the amount of hours spent playing that sport on a console. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. I forgot about Tech Mobile. I forgot about Tech Mobile. That was I wore that game out twice if you're on my listening NES right now to this. Hopefully you are. And if you played Super Tech Mobile, you at one point played with one of two teams. You played with the Chicago Bears, and you either ran the ball with Walter Payton every play, or you threw it to the tight end and you were unstoppable. Or you played with the Giants, and you played with Lawrence Taylor, and you could not be stopped. That's super Tech Mobile. Correct. Tech Mobile was you played with the 49ers and threw it to Jerry Rice. Every single – and you, you could drop back 70 yards. You, you No, you did drop back 70 yards. Throw it 100 throw yards. 100, or you ran it with Bo Jackson with the Raiders. Yep. Super Tech Mobile was, the up to me, the better version of that game. And Any, it was amazing. Anybody who's listening to this podcast should be intimately familiar with the Family Guy. Google the episode of Family Guy where Peter plays Cleveland on <laughs> Tech Mobile and just fucks with him for like 30 seconds, 45 seconds, like we used to with each other because you could not catch Bo Jackson. Oh, yeah, Bo Jackson was absolutely unstoppable. And then, of course, to follow that up with NCAA football, which uh, started on the Sega but then followed up through with every other console forward until, of course, as usual on schedule, the NCAA just totally screwed us out of having a great game. But those two games, football for both of those was, you know, you spent countless days and weekends playing those games. Yeah. So I had to time together. I get that. Yep. I get that. It, it's, I mean, a football game's a football game. <coughs> True. Okay. Um, number three. Go. Is – Borderlands 2. And I have this on here. I played this on the computer and uh, actually played this for thousands of hours in multiplayer mode with our producer here, side by side on a computer. And it was just, to me, one of the most perfect games that's ever been done. I think I played through that game 20 times. Um, I think that I laughed at the jokes every time I heard them. I was always excited to kill a boss, to get the new loot. Uh, it, the graphics were fantastic. It was just a fun game to play. And it was a game that I could play and enjoy because I don't like a game that is super you – you have to go to here, then go to here, then go to here. And you don't have the opportunity to get a little bit stronger, and it's all about button mashing. Right. I like I like having that opportunity. If I go and fight something and it beats the crap out of me, I can go do something else and then go back. And that was one of the first games to me that had come along that had done that that was a little more freeform. Right. And now I didn't pick 
I, I got. I'm going to have a couple of honorable mentions because oh we, sure we agreed before have this to. that we weren't going to do computer games. Right. We talked about that, but since for since Christmas, technically they do qualify. Yeah, since Christmas, and I got the uh, Borderlands Two Game of the Year edition on my Xbox. Uh, gotcha. I've I've been playing that, so of course. it's on the Xbox. Sure. <laughs> hey, that works. And for any of you Borderlands Two fans out there. The Borderlands 3 trailer dropped today, and they are releasing the original Borderlands as a Game of the Year edition for the consoles on April 3rd. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, I mean, b- before I get to my number three, speaking of trailers for video games, did you see the Mortal Kombat 11 trailer? No, I did not. Do that as soon never, as we're done. I've never liked the Mortal Kombat games. I'm not. I'm not good enough. I'm not a good enough button masher. I don't play well, enough. I just. I could never remember the combos, but everything was about the the, Mortal, the Mortal Kombat move. 11. Watch the trailer All for right. Mortal Kombat 11. It's amazeballs. All right, my number three, and it started with the PS1, and I won't spend a lot of time on it because it pretty much speaks for itself, minus the shitty movies that followed. Resident Evil. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that game, I remember playing that, putting that in the system for the first time, lights off, sound up, walk down that hallway, and when that first zombie turns his head and looks at you with that blood-filled mouth on the PS1, mind you, that was the... I can legitimately say as a semi-adult, still not a full adult, but as a semi-adult, I got chills. Like, it gave me the, the creeps, the way that that scene was done. That was back before zombies were cool. And that was back... Yes, that that was... I believe, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, that's what started it. That's where the whole zombie thing started, minus the movies that were out, of course. Yeah, but they've been making movies I'm talking about while, zombies and games. Yeah, yeah. well, it was, I think it was the first one. That yeah. game was amazing. Um, but to be fair, no system before the PS1 could really handle anything like Resident Evil, to be honest. Well, and that was when PS1 really blew up, too, the, the, that game in general. But, you know, and there was multiple games that followed, and, you know, some were good, some were better than others. Four and five were two games that I played over and over and beat multiple times because every time it was every time you beat it you could unlock new stuff so you'd play through it again and it, it was just it was cool but for the PS1 that game was I mean I was addicted to that game uh, on the Resident Evil thread Resident Evil Code Veronica on the Dreamcast I remember that was awesome probably better than four of the Resident Evil movies put together I will agree with that. Those shitbox movies. All right, my number two was extremely hard for me to call because my number two and my number one both hold extremely special places in my heart. My number two is Contra on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Up, up, down, down, left, left, right, right, right. B A B A. Select start. <laughs> my cousin and I. My How cousin, sad is that that we remember that this many years later? I still remember my phone number from when I was five, so I, I guess it's not too bad. That's good stuff. My cousin and I have been best friends our, our, my entire life, basically. He lived right down the street from me, and we would play this game. It's the equivalent of these kids that stay up all night when they first get mad and so they can win the Super Bowl. That's what we did, but on a weekly basis. Because these games on the Nintendo, for those of you that remember, you didn't get to save. You started at point A, and you had to get to point triple Z, and if you died more than three times, you're dead. you started over at point A again. And we would play that and play that and play that, and I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I think we played that and got so good at it that we would beat it without dying. Contra was it amazing. Was, it was so much fun. It was so good 
that I have honestly tried to play every Contra game since that has come out and gone, this is a tub of shit, and just same. been done with it. It's not even close to the same. Yeah, I completely agree. I remember playing that for hours as well, and when that first cheat code came out, and everybody learned it, that cheat code was incredible. Um, and everybody had I mean, here everybody in my yeah, 40s, and yeah. I still remember it. 30 years ago. You could fire up that game right now, and I remember the the... the the cheat code for it. We can go out in the living room and fire it up if you want. Yeah, and, and I'll hit that cheat code on the first I, try. I guarantee I it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number two. Um, it's going to the Sega, the Sega Genesis. And sticking with the sports theme, I also had to tie two franchises together because they were equally as important. NHL 94 for the Sega Genesis. And again, you know, any fuck did I forget that game? Because I am a hockey junkie, that's why, and I could not forget that game ever. Um, again, another system that buddies had in college, and we had tournaments, and we played, and you got to see blood after a fight. And if you played NHL '94, you played with the Blackhawks, and you did a wraparound with Jeremy Roenick, and you scored on every, every single one. Single one. Yep. Um, or you played with Detroit, and your slap shot with Steve Eiserman scored almost every single time. In the, in it was just that game was so addicting because it was so much fun. And again, the NHL games that have followed on the various systems, um, NHL 19 that I have for the PS4, is playability-wise probably my favorite game since NHL 94. It's that good. Um, playing the three-on-three tournaments out in the mountains, in the outside, in the outdoor rinks with three-on-three. Um, it reminds me of NHL 94 and how much fun it is to play. So I, I had to tie that with it because they're they're that good. Nice. Um, you know what? I forgot about NHL. This is my NHL. How dare you? I know. I, I should be flogged. And you're my friend. I know. I thought you were my friend, but I'm gonna, Greg. But I'm going to tell you this. He was my friend, too. Yeah. Um, Until now. I went to Japan with the Marines in 1993 for six months. I got sent over there on a deployment. And I was allowed to take one sea bag of equipment. That was it. I made sure that my Sega and my NHL 93 were in my sea bag Good so that you. I could have that. And we played the hell out of that game over there. Because, A, we were in Japan. What else were we going to do? B, we were in the Marine Corps, so we were broke. Right. We played that game. Oh, my God. I, I hate that I forgot it. I, I hate that I forgot it. I respect you again. Not for the military service, for the fact that you made sure the NHL 94 was in your bag. I bridged <laughs> gaps that have never been bridged before or since, thanks to NHL 93. Again, another example of the Japanese didn't know what hit them because you brought NHL 94. Bam, just slap shot right upside Boom. the face. Right? Good pull. My number one is NCAA football. And I made it number one because... I respect that. Because of this. Real sports football on the Atari 2600. Do you remember that? Yep. Remember the first football game where you had the three men and the one guy behind it, and they looked like little aliens? Stick men. Yeah. With a circle head. Yeah. That was that was real sports. The right. first football game was just the three guys that looked like he smashed a frog. Right. And, they were, and, 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 and it's gone ever since that's been what I've wanted to play. Now, I'm focusing primarily on the NCAA football that was Sega Genesis and later. Because of the things that they had, like where you could do the dynasty mode. Yep. Now the last Sega, the last NCAA football, I believe it had Tim Tebow on the cover. I believe that was the last one. No. Denard Robinson. Denard Robinson. Okay. I never got that one because I was pissed off that I wasn't gonna get to play it anymore. Yep. But but I think a lot of people felt the same way. The Tim Tebow one, 
I think I played seven seasons, and I loved the recruiting thing. It's probably better than the actual recruiting thing in real life. There were so many things you could do with that, and it was just – it was fun to play. The new Madden – I bought the Madden, the new Madden this year, and I've, I, I don't have Madden up here because I haven't played Madden like I played the college one. It's, it's gotten – it, it, repetitive. It, it, it's not repetitive. It's just you've got to do too much shit. Right. I shouldn't have to hit nine buttons to make sure that my running back hits the hole. Right. I mean, it's it's Le'Veon Bell. Hit the fucking hole. Right. So that's why that's not up there. But the, but or the, sit out. Yeah. You or, choose. Well, yeah, that was true. There was a cheat code for that. <laughs> that was There was a cheat code. Uh, it was called real real life mode. Um, the, the, <laughs> the, the NCAA were very fun to play. Um, and without it, being confusing. Without being confusing and without being repetitive. You had to change up. Uh, the one thing that I liked about it was you always had that one play that you could go to. Like it was fourth and eight. You had to get it. You knew that you ran, you know, X, Y, cross, banana, pepper, whatever. Right. That didn't work all the time in that. It did most of the time, but there would be times like, okay, you had to make sure that you you, you made sure that you didn't overuse it. Right. And, and the graphics weren't the greatest, but it just, just its overall playability and for how much fun. And I'll never forget, I used to go on, uh, have to work out of town with a buddy of mine. We didn't even bother going out drinking at night because we would just sit in, in the room with the, with the Xbox and we would just close our eyes and go random. And the matchups that we had that we would play each other, it was, it was great. Yep. It was great. I, I cannot dispute those facts, sir, because I was right there with you. Um, which... Again, which is why I took kind of the chicken shit way out, and I tied that with Tecmo Bowl, but I stand by it. I got you. My number one, in the it's probably going to surprise you because I based this on one one thing only. Leisure Suit Larry. No, we, we said we couldn't <laughs> do computer games. You said we couldn't do computer games. You're right. Actually, you um, said that, but okay. I know. You're right. I totally did. I based my number one on the amount of literal time in – emotion that I poured into this game and it was for one thing that you touched on earlier when gaming really started to change I, I guess for us is the multiplayer aspect of it I was new to the multiplayer stuff because like you with the original Red Dead Redemption and um, you know countless other games where it was just the campaign you bought a game to play the game and you played it to beat the game for whatever you know you could buy, I beat it in a week I beat it in whatever my number one is Battlefield 1 on the PlayStation 4 Hard for this deny. reason. Actually, a couple reasons. Hard to deny One, that. it was based in World War One, and I know you know this about me. I don't read. I can read. I just choose not to because a movie's going to come out eventually, <laughs> so I'm just going to watch the movie. <laughs> Battlefield 1 came out, and not only was it, um, again, if my buddy Nick is listening, he's a history teacher at a school. that I. That's how I met him. I was a teacher at a – I got to – join on as a school as a teacher and he was a teacher there along with Richard that's how I met both those guys uh, he's a history teacher so that's his wheelhouse like if I had a question about anything history related he's he'll answer it and he'll he'll tell you what you know the lowdown Battlefield 1 came out and I played that game so much with him online and then we met these crazy Canadians uh, Josh Chris Steve if you're listening Ty these guys we Nick had met them online one weekend and said, you, man, we, we got to play with these guys. These guys are hilarious. That game comes out. We play with them for two straight years. Battlefield came one uh, came out, I think, three years ago. And when we, we started hooking up with these guys and playing, uh, like, a lot during the week at night. Like, you'd come home from work, whatever. I don't get long-winded this, but it just proves my point. 
we played with that and got to know these guys to the point now where we're friends on Facebook. We message each other during the day. We have a you know group chat that we're in all the time. These guys are not only freaking hilarious, but they're way up in Canada, and they're just they made the game that much more fun. And this game was so good, detailed wise and story wise. I went brace yourself. I went to a library and started reading about uh, World War uh, One. Uh, for those of you watching at home, I'm throwing the bullshit <laughs> flag right now. And I've got verification because the book that I checked out was so good, Nick wanted to borrow it because it spelled out some of the battles that are on this game because the stuff they use in the game is real. Like the locations, uh, it's that good. The, the graphics, the multiplayer aspect of it, the weapons that were used, some of them were, were they were legitimate weapons, but um, like Nick will tell you, it was bullshit because it wasn't that they had one that was called the Hell Regal. It was a... A prototype type machine gun that just mows down people. Well, back then, it, I mean, it was it's a real gun, but it wasn't that prominent, I guess. But the fact that that much time and effort and made me read a book, I could not have that number one. Two straight years, I didn't play very much of anything else because we played this game constantly. Battlefield One, my number one greatest game of all time. Battlefield games are pretty solid. I've never played them because I don't have. I've just never had that kind of time to, to, to dedicate to that. I did at one point play a game a lot similar to that. But here's the thing. You don't need to invest a lot of time in Battlefield games. No, that's true. You throw it in and play it. You play it for an hour. You play it for a half hour, whatever. You get your enjoyment out of it. You, multi, you, you power up. You get these new guns and new skins and all this cool stuff. It's not complicated. You, just, was, you just play. I was busy pissing my time away with World of Warcraft is what my, my problem was with Fair Battlefield. Um, which is not on my list because we uh we we talked about leaving computer games off. My other honorable mention is Left for Dead. Which I never played cuz I never had an Xbox. Yeah. Um I we played it on the computer, but man, we used to play the hell out of that game. In fact, uh one of the kids that I've known since he was just a little boy who was a friend of Jacob's, they he used they used to come over, he used to come over and stay on the weekend and they would they would legitimately play it all night long i would go to bed and get up and come back out and i'll be like did you guys go to bed yeah no right <laughs> yeah uh, that is, it's a fun but the, but it was but it was computer for me i never played it on the xbox i completely get that whole battlefield thing I, I that's a that's a great pick i am going to leave here go home let the dog out and jump on and play firestorm with these guys hopefully that they're on you dickheads better be on um because that's their new boy, battle royale mode in battlefield 5 which you know all the Fortnite kids this is Fortnite for grown-ups, and it's amazing, and it's massive, and it's it just came out a few days ago. But man, I, I can tell you that this this game mode right here for Battlefield Five, this Firestorm, it, it's going to be another year before I stop playing this game now because it's that much fun. Sweet, that's awesome. So yeah, that's our top five. I think that wraps it up. I will say honorable mention, Red Dead Redemption. It has to be on there because that was a, an amazing one. Won't go into it, but everybody knows about it. Everybody played it. Yeah. I had to well, at least mention it because it was that good. I, I, I haven't played it, honestly. Get the fuck out. What do you want me to do, play Red Dead Redemption or watch Game of Thrones? All right, you you fucking get one. When Game of Thrones is over, <laughs> you go back and you play Red Look, Dead Redemption. you are not my real dad. Uh, no. <laughs> that is true. That's cool. Well, I had a blast doing this again this week, as yep. always. Um, Anytime we get to talk about video games, movies, and sports, shit, I'm in. I'm going to pitch ourselves and promote ourselves here real quick. Guys, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Podomatic.com. Uh, like us at five, Top 5 for Fighting on Facebook. Give us some posts. Give us uh, 
Give us some feedback. We we did not have a lot up this week for this uh, episode because we've changed our recording date. We went from Sunday to one night during the week, so there was a little less social media this week than normal, but we're going to be back on top of it next week. Um, uh, Richard Alexander, thank you for all the top five suggestions. I like. Jesus, I did liked, you see his list? Yeah, well, like, it would be like he was sitting in court with nothing better to do or something. I know, right? Um, they, they were awesome. Uh, that Guys, to talk to us, tell us. Uh, got some surprises coming. We're going to set us up a website here in a, in a couple weeks that we're working on. We're guys that comment all the time are Trent, yep. uh, Trent Locke and um, Rich Falco. Aaron is another one that does it I used to work with. So please keep the comments coming. It helps. It makes it more fun for us. We can get you involved. We can use your list and blame you if it sucks. Yeah, for sure, right? Um, Which I will do. That's really it. Uh, I hope you guys destroy your brackets this week. I hope everybody wins millions of dollars. Um, go blue, suck at Sparty. I mean, well, I don't really need to say I, anymore. What, you don't need to say anymore. No. Leave it at that. Um, Screw you, Duke. I know, just as a teaser, next week we are going to be talking about Shazam. We all have our tickets already to go see Shazam on Thursday night. We're going to have Richard back on the next episode. Um, we uh, Well, I mean, are, we hope you're coming back, Richard. I've already got his seat warm, so, yeah, he's got no choice. Nice. Uh, uh, again, thanks, uh, Jacob, for the producing it. Um, producer extraordinaire. And I, that, that does it. So uh, we'll keep talking if you keep listening. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. We're going to talk anyway, let's be honest. <laughs> I'll be the same, baby. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Run! Go! Get to the chopper!